All right. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to talk for a very, very short amount of time. When this buzzes, I'm done. <laughs> um, we are actually, today's service uh, is designed more for response than reception. I'm going to share a little bit about this little wee story that Jesus told that most people overlook. Most people uh, don't actually, have ever, never, probably never read it. Uh, but I think it is very countercultural to the way that we live today. Even more so, I think, than when Jesus would have originally taught this story or told this story. And so we're going to share a short, a short story that will kind of set a context uh, for then an extended time of worship and prayer uh, afterwards. So if you came today because you thought the preacher was awesome, it's going to be so awesome, it's only going to be nine minutes, all right? <laughs> uh, but we want to create an environment where you're able to interact with God and God is able to speak to you personally this morning. Not that that doesn't happen on any other days, uh, but today it might happen in a different way and in a fresh way. So, if you're into opening the Bible, or if you have the app, uh, it's Mark chapter 4 that I want to talk about. Jesus is uh, teaching in Mark chapter 4, and Mark is kind of of the, there's four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John in the Bible, and Mark is kind of the action movie version, like very little um, feelings and relationships. It's much more like, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened, here's what happened. Lots of explosions and running. And uh, when... Uh, John, uh, sorry, when Mark tells this story, he's actually, Jesus is teaching uh, in, usually in parables, and he teaches in parables because they're stories that make sense. It takes something that we know uh, and then makes sense out of something that we don't know. And today's story, actually, Jesus says, this is what the kingdom of God is like. And the kingdom of God is this phrase that shows up in the Bible that's a little bit confusing because what is the kingdom of God or where is the kingdom of God or what does that look like and how do we interact with the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is, uh, well, Jesus says it's not of this world. Uh, to find out where it is specifically, it's like we would think it's at Chick-fil-A, right? Or it's at church, or it's at uh, places that are Christian, Christian music festivals, Christian schools. That's kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God, the way the Bible describes it, is actually anywhere that the peace of God reigns, or that the peace of God is present. And the way that the Bible describes that peace is actually not just like the uh, lack of fighting. It's more like a, a relational harmony, a relational harmony between people and God and also people and people. And so Christians in the world are the people who've been, uh, who've been called by God or made the decision to work for people to live in harmony with their God and to live in harmony with each other. This is what Christians do. If you're like, what do Christians do? They might think they do this or they go on TV and ask for money or they protest things or they uh, comment on things they disagree with on Facebook. Like Christians actually... Uh, actually live in the world in such a way that they increase the peace that people have with God and they increase the peace that people have with each other. So we're people that work that way. Our main goal is eternal peace with God and world peace on earth. And once we get that done, I don't know what else there is after that. <laughs> it's kind of impos impossible goals. Uh, it's like radically difficult to try to think we're responsible for helping everyone on earth have a relationship with God. 
when many of the people don't necessarily believe in God or maybe believe in a different uh, understanding of God or just a different God altogether. And then beyond that, we're going to do world peace in a multicultural, multi-opinionated, uh, fractal kind of world where everything is broken. Uh, we're here to fix it with God's help. And so if you're a person that prays, there's a good chance that your prayers are smaller than the actual goals. I don't know how many of you got up this morning and said, you know what would be a good goal for today? World peace. And also the salvation of every human. Uh, I didn't pray that way this morning. I prayed more like, help me get through today. <laughs> right? Uh, there is this uh, view, though, in our world that those things should happen really quickly or that there should be some kind of efficiency to it. This story in Mark chapter 4 actually works against our efficient, quick-moving, instant gratification ways of interacting with the world. So here's the story, Mark chapter 4. Uh, it'll be up here. Jesus is the he. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. And then he tells a story. A man scatters seeds on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seeds sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stock, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. And if you're not a farmer, you just have to trust the Bible. That's how it works. <laughs> and as soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, which is a harvesting tool, because the harvest has come. This is what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like this man who spreads seed all over the ground. And then the man goes on his way. He does the other farm things that farm people do. Milks cows, I guess. I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time on the farm. <laughs> but he doesn't, in this society, in Jesus' society, there wasn't like a regulated way of watering the plants for maximum growth. They really depended on the sky to give them the water that they would need. They really depended on just proper farming techniques to keep the soil good. They didn't have fertilizers and those kinds of things. And so they would put the seed on the ground, and then there was like no amount of worrying or rushing or praying, or hoping, or patting, or caring for, that would change for them the harvest result of the seeds that they put on the ground. They put the seeds on the ground. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. He looks out. Oh, it's growing. First it grows up. Then it ripens on the head. Then we harvest it. The, the, the seed takes time that you can't affect. The kingdom of God takes time that you can't affect. It's interesting in two ways, interior and exterior. Interior would be like if you, especially if you're a, a recently become a Christian or recently become a follower of Jesus, and there's things in you where you're like, this is how I want to be. Like, I want to live peacefully. I want to live in truth and justice and joy and peace with God and peace with the people around me. A lot of times that doesn't happen instantly. And a lot of times, no matter how hard you work, that doesn't happen instantly. Because the kingdom of God works really slowly. Like, there's some sermons that are really convicting or really truth-telling. This one is, I hope, a little more comforting if you're a Christian and you're following God and you're thinking, man, I'm sucking at this. Like, I thought I'd be further along. That's a, the way it's supposed to feel. Although, I've never heard of grain going, I wish I grew faster. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's genetically modified grain now that has a conscience. <laughs> but this, 
I don't want to eat that, but, <laughs> but this, uh, this is, our experience often is, I should be further along than I am. And then our experience outwardly matches that, where we invest in our world. Maybe we invest in uh, people at our church, or we tell our uh, unbelieving friends about Christ, or we work to bring about peace in our community and increase just uh, the things that God would love in our world around us. And we can spend our whole life working on that and never achieve the goal that we have and think, was that a wasted life? According to Jesus, you don't get to control when the harvest comes. You plant the seed or you are planted with the seed and the patience of God works in you in a frustrating way to develop the patience of God in you so that you can experience the kingdom of God. The promise, though, at the end, there is never in the story, there would never be a farmer in this community when Jesus is telling the story, there would never be a farmer who wouldn't see that now that the grain is ripe, I'm putting the sickle to it because the harvest has come. There was never a time that the harvest didn't come. So while some of us, like type A, really hard workers here who are like measure your life with spreadsheets and achievements, this is frustrating because you may never check the box. But the scripture's promise is, Jesus' promise is, the box will be checked. The things that you do in this world to bring about God's peace will bring about God's harvest. In kind of a doomsday way, at the end of everything, it will be all made right. This is what we pray. Make it on earth as it is in heaven right? And eventually it will be at the end of the story of the scripture. But it also happens seasonally all around us. If you're here and you're frustrated because you thought you'd be further along, or if you're here and you're frustrated because you thought they would be further along, or if you're here and you're frustrated because anything is not working the way that it's supposed to be working, it's not that you're wrong, it's that that frustration is the same frustration that Jesus feels. And that frustration is this holy burning inside of you to bring about the kingdom of God, which is promised and will happen. Let's pray together. Jesus, as the people in the room who are frustrated, as the people in the room who are longing for you to move, for you to complete your action and do the things that you promised to do. We pray not for you to do what we say, but for the grace of your spirit to live in us so that we can be who we are in your timing. God, grant us your peace and grant us your kingdom and bring us into the truth that is your world at work, all around us. By your name, amen. Let's stand.